finally, finally. <laughs> and the rest of the students are like, no. But this is a good thing. It's good to see you all. Um, let's let's sing. Let's sing our song, and then we'll begin. No, no, bis domine, domine. No, no, bis domine. Sed nomini, sed nomini. Tuo da gloria. No, no, bis domine, domine. No, no, bis domine. Thank you. Amen. Have a seat. Ben, can we start that a little lower next time? Can you lead us in that just a little bit lower? (laughs) Praise God for hearty voices. Okay, we have a few announcements uh, for sports this week, and then I'm going to bring up the leadership team after that. And here's Mrs. Martin. Good morning. We had a we had a couple of basketball wins right before Christmas break that I didn't get to announce. Um, the middle school, the seventh and eighth grade team. That we had an amazing, the last day right before break, we had an amazing overtime win against Good Shepherd. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> oh, they have a couple of games this week. Uh, both teams play on Thursday against Twin Lakes, which we lost two really close games against Twin Lakes last time, so hopefully we can um, win those this time. And then on Friday, just the fifth and sixth graders have a game against Green Valley. The high schoolers, we beat Khan Academy that week before break. (laughs) Yeah, they might have algebra skills, but we have the basketball skills. (laughs) Unfortunately, we beat them so thoroughly, they don't want to play us again. (laughs) But uh, they have, the high school boys have a game tonight against Ace Charter School in San Jose. And then on Wednesday, we have, it's kind of like our like other side of the street rival, Monterey Bay Academy. We play them on Wednesday at 5.30, which is really fun since they're just down the street. Um, and those are always really close games. So hopefully we can get lots of people to come out for that. And for those of you going on the high school ski trip, this is, I mean, technically that's a sport too. They're supposed to get like 12 new inches of snow this week before we go on Monday. So that should be exciting. Thank you, and leadership team, you guys can update us on anything relating to houses or anything, really. Good morning, guys. We'll be doing house points. In fourth place right now, as usual, it's 14,770 points, and that's George. And in third place at 16,180 points is Calvin. 
And second place with 16,800 points is Augustine. And in first place at 16,970 points is Aquinas. They're back in first place. Thanks, guys. Okay. Well, today I want to I wanna talk with you about a tradition that usually accompanies beginning a new year. Um, they're called New Year's, new year's Resolutions. Um, I showed a clip from Willy Wonka last chapel. I'm just going to keep going because it's one of the best films ever. Um, his face says all the sarcasm and ir- irony one needs to understand this meme. Um, I'm sure you're, f- you're, you're going to follow through with that, right? Uh, so why is this funny? Because most people don't follow through, as I'll, I'll share with you later. What is a New Year's resolution? Um, maybe some of you have heard of it before. Does anybody know what a New Year's resolution is? Bella? You started to qualify that for the for the, you say you're gonna do, but you hope you're gonna do, but you maybe you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it's it's um, you've probably heard them. Uh, maybe your parents talking about them, or on on the media or news, or or even pastors are are talking about these things in their sermons. Um, but it's a tradition that typically grown-ups make decisions about. Um, and, and they're trying to make decisions to form good habits in the new year. Um, the, the most, uh, this is a picture of your parents, by the way. Uh, so I got, I got this. They sent it to me. Um, sorry. Most people, most people resolve to get fit. That's almost the top one, right? Some people resolve to eat better and more healthy foods, to watch less TV, to quit smoking. Um, yeah, you know. Um, some people want to earn more money. Some people want to be more outgoing and make new friends. Some people want to travel more. Some people want to dress nicer. Some people want to save money and get out of debt. That's always a, another big one. <laughs> Who doesn't want more money, right? Um, why do we make them, though? A resolution is simply a firm decision to do something or not to do something. But if, if this is a hard thing, why, why do we make, why, why do we commit to doing these things, um, something that's not easy. The first and most obvious reason is that deep down, we know we're not perfect and that we ought to be better. Um, this, is a, this is actually a picture of gluttony here, uh, this image, this carousing uh, man 
who's just having way too much for his own good. And he's, uh, he's, he's got a little friend by his side. If you can see, there's little horns on his head, right? This guy over here. Um, this, this is, this is why we, we almost always hear the top resolution is to lose weight or exercise more regularly or something like that. Uh, because, I mean, that's, that's an obvious thing that people tend to acknowledge. Um, but another reason is that each new year reminds us that time is ticking away and that Kronos is hunting us down. Remember, this is the kind of time that, that uh, we measure and that ticks off on the clock. Um, and people, when they are confronted with this reality, they tend to take stock of their life one more year down. Now, some of you are like, come on, I can't wait till I'm older so we get to do stuff. And then by the time you, you get to that point where you're older, you, you almost the law of diminishing returns has passed, and you're like, man, can't we slow that clock a little bit? <laughs> you get up in the morning and look in the mirror. <laughs> um, and you see the wrinkles that are carved with each new stressful day. <laughs> Some of you, I've actually heard the word stress on the lips of students. Um, I just want to say that you don't get to say that. You don't get to say that word. That's not a word you get to use yet. Um, we're stressed. I'm so stressed. Um, I'm joking. Life can be stressful too. So hard when you're young. That's the worst. Um, okay, that's an inside joke for some of you. Okay, people tend to take stock of their life and, and they begin to do something that's not very popular, and that is number our days. Psalm 90 says, Teach us to number our days, O Lord, that we may gain a heart of wisdom, that we may uh, fashion a heart of wisdom. Numbering your days is actually a pretty good thing, and we don't like to do it in our culture today. This image here is, a, is called a, a vanitas, still life, um, very popular in neoclassical and um, uh, 17th century paintings. You, you have an image of a skull, which reminds us of what? And you have a shell. Anybody want to guess what that shell is all about? Hazel? You know what? That's a really good insight. Good job. It is about your skin, your body, your kind of shell, your mortal shell, right? And you're going to schluff off that mortal shell someday, um, at least for a little while. Um, so that shell's empty, right? The thing that was living in there is gone. Um, and then you'll see this little um, kind of... Uh, it's, it's not, it's not a pot. It looks like a pot. It's actually a lantern. But there's a little wisp of smoke there. What does that suggest? It's, it's the, yes, the light has, has been snuffed out, right? Another image here. Numbering our days <clears throat> reminds us that we are mortal. 
and that we don't have an unlimited amount of time on this earth, which usually means we, we begin to think about things that are most meaningful. What is, what is, when we're faced with death, we begin to think about what really, really matters. Um, you have a flower here. The psalmist talks about that, that the flowers grow up early in the morning. The sun shines, and they're, and they're scorched, and they're, they're gone, right? And their place remembers them no more. And then you have this, what's, what's on this side here? What's this about? It's hourglass? Yeah. What, is that? what does that mean? Reagan? Yeah, you have time to do stuff, and you can watch the sand pour through, and it's super stressful, especially when you're playing like a board game or something. You have those little things, and you're like, ah, and it's like pouring through. Because you know it's there's not much time left. So these are some of the reasons why we make New Year's resolutions. They're not, they're not bad. New, Year, New Year's resolutions get a bad rap. I think, I think a lot of times we treat them cynically because so often we don't keep them. Um, generally, we don't. But, but these are measurable commitments to bettering ourselves individually or collectively as a group. So I've got some New Year's resolutions for us, okay? Just kind of been thinking about this. The first one is no complaining. Let's make a New Year's resolution not to complain. This is a very measurable thing. It's, it's actionable. You can see it. You, you, can, you can clearly indicate. Complaining is something that we all do. And it's pretty relative if you think about it, right? Some of our problems are really, really small in comparison to maybe other problems in the world, right? So let's just make a commitment to, to not complain. But if we're going to change a bad habit, we have to replace it with a good habit. That's kind of how it works. So when you meet hard things, I think this is a really important thing to say. Thank you. Thank you, and Lord, help me overcome this. Thank you, Lord. Help me overcome this. That's a great prayer, to not complain. The Bible says complaining is, is a sin, just so, you, just so we know. We know. I know we get comfortable with it. We get comfortable with our little sins. It's actually wrong, okay? Not supposed to do it. It's not good for you, actually, in the long run. It only, it only hurts your, your way of seeing life in the end. Um, so no complaining. Two, magnanimously welcome and invite others into your situation. I want to talk about this, this word magnanimous. Anybody know what that word comes from? It's a, it's a philosophically loaded word. It comes from Aristotle. Magna animus. Magna means great. Anima is soul. Great souled. The, the, the man or woman who's great souled is able to encounter difficulties and not let it bother them. They're able to deal with all kinds of different situations and people and deal with them without getting frustrated easily. They're able to have a capaciousness that, that is able to bring people in. 
that is able to deal with all kinds of different people at different stations, okay? The magnanimous person, I think, is the charitable person, the one who has love, okay? And this is something I would love to see us do more of. We have a lot of new students. Guys, new students, you with me? Let's not just assume they're going to make friends, <laughs> without us like actually making friends with them. Does that make sense? Let's go outside of ourselves to say, come into this thing that I've done here. Come into this thing that I, that I have here. I think we get comfortable with just having our, our group of friends or having our little circles. Um, and and uh, some of us don't even think about it, but that's where you know, magnanimously, love, charitably, we, we think about other people outside of ourselves and we say, come into this thing. It's going to be awesome. And then lastly, let's be less of a slob. <laughs> ah, woo! Um, cheerfully clean up after yourself wherever you go. Guys, everybody talks about reducing the carbon footprint. How about we just reduce the privileged Santa Cruz student footprint, Right? And I'm telling you, there's a footprint at the end of every day on this campus. And I can see it with sweaters strewn about and ties hanging off trees and trash. And, uh, I mean, there's some things you, would, you wouldn't believe I find in the bathrooms. So this is, this is our third school rule. And I'm just, I think, I think that's something that we, we need to still work on. Something that, that's really good for us to, to measurably, actionably deal with. And that is practicing godly stewardship. So, how do we keep these things? Lastly, most studies show that, um, people quit within a month. They get all excited and they're like, yeah. I'm working out, I'm doing push-ups, and now I'm like, okay, I missed a day, I missed another one, and then you don't do it anymore. Um, this, how, so how do we keep these things? This is a question, or keep any discipline. This is a question we want to contemplate the next few assemblies, so I'm going to talk about this. And since we're a school that, that is involved in cultivating Christ-like virtue, um, I want to examine the ingredients for a disciplined and well-ordered life, which, as we've noted in the past, that's the thing that actually fulfills us. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you. Help us to say, say thank you um, and change our hearts to, to be in accord with uh, the amen that we say to you. Um, help us, Lord, as we... Um, think about these things and, and think about um, establishing these habits. Um, Lord, help us not to complain. Um, Lord, help us to be uh, good stewards of what you've given us and help us, Lord, to invite others into what we're doing. And we pray that you would protect us, give us a good and wonderful second semester. In Jesus' name, amen. Off you go.